And a very good day to you. This is Pastor Mark Whelan with Touch of God. Welcome along this week. And we've been continuing the series called Come As You Are, the invitation of the Lord, his arms wide open, that we do not have to come perfect because only Jesus is perfect. Amen. But the Lord's will is that we grow up into him in all things. Amen. To look like Jesus, to act like Jesus, to be like Jesus. And even Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 says that it's not I who am alive, but Christ is alive in me. So we have to come as we are. And so today I just wanted to start off this program with this little introduction that talks about how close you are to the Lord. It says, do not fear. He is not far at all. There is no distance between you and your creator. He, the Lord, who indwells the believer, is closer to the believer than the organs inside the believer's own physical body. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17 says, But the person who is united to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Don't we know that our spirit is within us? Amen. We are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. He, the Lord, who indwells the believer at the same time is closer to everything he the Lord has created outside of the believer's body because Jesus holds all things together. So this means that we are one spirit with the Lord for those of us who are believers, who are Christians, who have received Jesus as our Savior and our Lord in confessing him as Lord. Amen. We are one spirit with the Lord and our spirit is within us. Well, if we are one spirit with the Lord, then he also indwells us because that's where our spirit is. We are one spirit with him. And so also recognize that he is closer to us than the organs inside your own body. You cannot get closer to the Lord, amen, in the spirit realm, which is where our spirit is, when you see that we are one spirit with him. And don't forget that the Lord also has created all things outside of our bodies, the heavens and the earth, the ground that we walk on. Colossians chapter 1 verse 17 says, And he himself existed before all things, and in him... All things consist, cohere, and are held together. He, the Lord, is omnipresent. There is no place he doesn't fill. Therefore, do not let your heart be troubled. Do not think that you are far from him, because we see here that it's not possible in the spiritual realm to be far from him at all. He's very close. He's with us as one spirit, if we believe in him. Amen. The only thing that could be the problem is that your focus The focus of your eyes, the focus of your heart, is turned away from him. Even just a few degrees, 90 degrees, 180 degrees, you're not looking at the Lord, you're looking away from him. Maybe you feel ashamed. Well, there's no shame in Jesus, amen? There's no shame to be felt. Jesus has seen it all. The Lord knows what we have done. Therefore, we are to come to him confidently. God's grace allows you into his arms. And ask the Lord into your heart. Amen. Some of you may decide that you want to rededicate your life to the Lord. You say, Lord, I welcome you, Lord, to do a cleaning in my heart, to to show me things that I need to get rid of in my habits, in my life, and things in my life, distractions. And uh, confess your sins. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. Confess your sins, that he will forgive you, according to that scripture. He will also cleanse your conscience of all unrighteousness. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. So he is very patiently waiting for that deeper walk with you. 
He has paid for it. He has paid preciously for it. So let us make that commitment together today without delay. Amen. So let our uh, hearts point back to him. Amen. Focus on him. It's where our eyes focus is where our heart is. So turn back your gaze upon him. Incline your heart to him and also his sayings, his scriptures, his word. Psalm chapter 1 verse 2 and also Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 to 22. So I wanted to encourage you today that if you have been feeling like I have never felt more distant to the Lord because of what I've done, he's still right there with you. You just have to turn back to him with your eyes, turn your neck, turn your head, and focus on him. And this is not a condemning word. This is an encouragement that he is waiting patiently. He's paid preciously for you to have this relationship with him. And by his grace, we have been saved through faith. And now let's have this relationship that we have been able to inherit and restore from whence we destroyed that relationship in the garden through Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. Now the, there's a restoration path, and it's Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, Jesus said. So now we can take full advantage and benefit and go deeper in Christ and know him, know Jesus, know the Father, know the Holy Spirit. So today you will find that we are referring a little bit more to the eyes and the heart for this particular program. In Psalm chapter 119, verse 105, and very interesting, I've heard this said twice now, that if you open up a paper Bible, can't do this on your phone or your tablet, but if you open up your paper Bible and you go exactly halfway through the Bible, and assuming that you have the Old and the New Testament inside the same cover, then you should get to Psalm 119 at the absolute center. You may want to try that when you can, when it's safe to do so, if you don't do it while you're driving. Psalm chapter 119, verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. This is the Amplified Classic version, of course. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Now, we heard just a moment ago that it's important to incline our ears to his sayings and our hearts to his sayings. That's his word, that's his scripture. And as a believer in Christ Jesus, our new identity, we are a new creation. Our spirit that we talked about in us is perfect. It's created perfect. But we also have a soul. And when we gave our life to Christ, when we gave our life to him and he came in and God indwelled us, God did not change your mind. Amen. Remember that it was your choice when and if you give your life to Jesus in the first place. It's a free will choice that God has given you, and he does not violate free will. So your soul is, you know, contains your mind, your will, and emotions. So that will is free. And so that's your own choice, your own timing. And regrettably, some people decide to reject Christ for their entire life and then go on to eternal destruction in, in a place that none of us want to go to, and that's hell, Sheol, Hades, amen? So we want to preach the gospel to all the world so that people will not reject Jesus. They will know the truth, and the truth will set them free. The Son will set them free. Jesus will set them free. And we have to demonstrate the Son, Jesus, 
Amen. We have to demonstrate his gospel by speaking our testimony. We can actually demonstrate it in power. Amen. Because we should be baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. Therefore, we have a walking and moving in power. We are supposed to demonstrate in power as well, according to Apostle Paul. But remember that we are a spirit and we have a soul. We live in a body. The soul is mind, will, and emotions. And so when you became born again, your mind did not change. Now, it may have been that some items of sin fell off of your lifestyle, but you still realize that you don't know any more scriptures. You don't automatically know the Bible end to end just because you gave your life to Jesus. Now, you are a new creation, according to the Word, at the point at which you gave your life to Jesus. God created you brand new. The old has passed away. Behold, all things are new. Amen. And that means the spirit, your spirit in you was regenerated, and your old spirit is now gone. Amen. It's dead. And so you no longer have the tendency or the impulse to do the things that other people still do in the world. You now feel new. You feel different. You are now, as you're in the Word of God, you're receiving even more life because Jesus is the Word made flesh and the Word of God is life. Amen. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And if Jesus is the Word, which he is, that means that the Word on the pages that you're reading from today with me or on your phone or tablet are living alive and active, working according to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. But that doesn't mean we instantly know the Word when we give our life to Christ. So we have to read the Word to renew our mind. We cannot renew our spirit. God already did that part. And God is not renewing your body except by when you read the Word and you receive life is healing to all your flesh, or when someone lays hands on you and they believe that you will be healed, by faith, and then you receive the Lord's healing, but he's already paid for previously in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5. So God has accounted for all three things, spirit, soul, and body, but the work that we have to do is in the soul. It's in our mind. It's our understanding. And we know this by Romans chapter 12, verse 2, where the apostle Paul says that, do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to this world. Do not let the world continue to mold you like it once did before you came to Christ. What does the rest of that verse say? Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what is that perfect and acceptable and good will of God. We have to be able to demonstrate the will of God. We have to be transformed in order to do that. If we don't read the word, we don't receive the life that our bodies need, and we don't receive the understanding that our minds need our soul needs in order for us to realize who we have been created to be and what the nature of the Lord is and to know about him. So when we think about the transformation in Romans chapter 12 verse 2, it's very important that we go deep in the word and there's more than one reason for it. The word is active and alive. It heals your body because it it goes down between the joints and the marrow. And it also heals the the heart, which is between the soul and the spirit. Amen. So we have to read the word of God. And Psalm chapter 119, verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And it was recently taught very well by Brian Guerin of Bridal Glory International. 
he explained this and he said, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. That's what the verse says. And Brian shared that the lamp always points down and the lamp is pointing down to your feet. Now the word is a lamp to the degree that you are in the word, to the degree that you are studying the word and going deep in the word and making it a part of your daily routine, spending time with the Lord, spending time in his word, to that degree will be the degree of brightness of the lamp that's shining down to your feet. Now, why is a lamp shining down to your feet? It's so that the word illuminates where you are right now in your life. It highlights and it reveals to you where you are standing, where you are. And so the verse continues, and a light to my path. So there are two different lights here. There is one source, which is the word, but it beams two ways. One is through a lamp that goes down to your feet to show you where you are right now, and a light to your path in front of you to show you where you're heading. And it also shows you where the path is so that you do not deviate and fall either side of the path into a ditch. Now realize that If you do not spend time in the Word of God, then you are susceptible to falling in the ditch and not even knowing where your path is. It's very unlikely that you will have uh, any idea where you are heading or where you are because the lamp and the light will be either dim or they will be not lit whatsoever. So it's up to us to encourage one another to have Bible studies, to not just listen to us on the radio and other teachers on the radio or different sources of media without studying the word yourself. You need to be making notes of what verses we cover and our online podcasts. The descriptions always contain a list of the actual scriptures we talk about each week. And you can find that at tog.world, T-O-G.world or touchofgod.world. So, Psalm chapter 119, verse 105, the word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So where you decide to look, I mean the focus of your eyes, let's have a look. Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So this means that where your focus is, where your priorities are, that is where your heart will be also. So it's important that we are focusing our lives on the things of the Lord and what he has for us to do, but also to focus on him. And so Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 to 23 says, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is sound, your entire body will be full of light. But if your eye is unsound, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the very light in you, your conscience, is darkened, how dense is that darkness? So when you focus on Jesus, your eyes are being filled with light, and so is your soul, which is your conscience. It is no longer dense with darkness. You begin to feel weights being lifted off of your shoulders. You feel better. Depression lifts. Sadness dries up, and you begin to feel relief, peace, and joy, and your heart follows that. And so you can see that it is important to stay in the Word of God, to have this relationship with Jesus, to seek out the mysteries. Amen. It is a glory for us to seek, for kings to seek out the mysteries in the Word of God. Amen. And so that the lamp and the light of the Word are shining brightly from us 
that we may know exactly where we are, where we're going, but also that we are not infecting our body with darkness because wherever we put our eyes, if it's not in the Word, then we are not gaining light, we are gaining darkness. There is no in-between. There is no sitting on top of the fence. You either are on one side or the other. Where is your priorities? Where are our priorities today? So it's important that if you feel that your conscience is in darkness, if you feel guilt, shame, condemnation, well, if you are in Christ, Romans chapter 8 says that there is no guilt or condemnation for those of us who are in Christ, who walk according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. So there is condemnation for those of us who are walking according to the flesh, but we should know better, amen? And so God is not condemning you. You condemn yourself in that situation. So just quickly repent, quickly say to the Lord, Lord, I am sorry, please forgive me. Turn your neck, turn your head back to him. Turn your eyes, your heart back to him and make a declaration, make a commitment and become disciplined every day that you will stay in the word that the lamp and the light coming from you, which is Jesus, the lamp from the word and the light from the word is going to shine where you are and where you're going. But also, as your eyes are in the word, your soul, your mind, your will and emotions are in the word of God, the word of God being active and alive, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, in you, it will prevent you from becoming dark in your conscience and your conscience will be cleansed Remember from 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That means cleanse us in our conscience of all darkness. So it's focus on Jesus and get in his word, stay in his word. And the more you read the word, the more you will want to read it. Amen. Because it will feed you and then you'll be hungry for more because there is no end to the Lord. There is no end to his amazing truth. And in Revelation, he is revelation. Jesus is revelation. He is healing. He is all good things. So when you focus on Jesus, your eyes are being filled with light. And because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, he is also the light of men, according to John uh, chapter 1. So Jesus is the essence of light. He is light. So when we focus on him, when we focus in his word, we are receiving the light. We are receiving life. We are receiving good things, flushing out any last trace of darkness. Just be very careful from a day-to-day perspective what you focus your eyes on. If you see something lustful with your eyes, from my own experience, the way to conquer this is more time with the Lord more time in the word, but do not look a second time at that thing that you like to look at the first time. And of course, sometimes we cannot choose not to look the first time because the object in front of us just appeared across our path, but we have the choice not to look a second or a third time, lest we invite darkness through our eyes into our body, according to uh, Matthew six twenty-two and 23. So I want to encourage you there today. God is not mad at you. He's not frustrated with you. He loves you and he has given you grace. Let's not take advantage of the grace. Amen. Doesn't give us a license to sin. In fact, the living God within you, the Holy Spirit is convicting you to continue to live a life that is becoming more sanctified and holy because Peter says, 
be holy as he is holy. Amen. So we have the grace of God that is sufficient within us that propels us and helps us stay clear of sinful desires. But we have the will at the end of the day to turn our neck or not to turn our neck, to turn our eyes away or to not turn our eyes away. And so we owe it to the Lord to keep clean. And if we do bring in darkness through that way by looking at something we shouldn't, then immediately turn that thing off or look away from that thing, look away from that person and go in front of the Lord in your heart and say, Lord, I'm so sorry, please forgive me. And he will instantly forgive you cleanse you of all unrighteousness, First John chapter 1, verse 9, then he wants you to move on, carry on, because the Lord has pushed that transgression as far as the east is from the west, and he doesn't want you to bring it up anymore. He wants you to get back to him and to continue the conversation from before you saw that thing. Amen. God doesn't want us to ponder on the past. He wants us to ponder with him on today. He doesn't want us to ponder the future, really. He's in today with us. He's in the now moment. What are we doing with our life right now in the next hour? So if you would like us to pray for you, there's a couple of ways to get in touch with us. The phone number is country code 1-407-705-3151. Country code 1-407-705-3151. You can also email us prayer at touchofgod.world prayer at touchofgod.world so hopefully you can spend some time just send us a message we'd love to hear from you let us know where you're from and if you have any questions about what you've heard or if you'd like uh, us to discuss or to teach on a particular topic in the coming weeks we'd love to hear from you otherwise until next time you be blessed amen